listeners, and hello to another episode of The Divine House reads the Divine Comedy, specifically the Inferno, which we are finishing today. Who would have guessed that we would actually make it this far? Um, It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Also, listeners, um, we are actually finishing this project this first part of this project because of course the title of our podcast is not the inferno it's the divine comedy (laughs) we're finishing this project on the exact day that um we have reached the one year milestone of covid lockdown in the uk yes crazy really wild and as we speak you know the world is turning and changing and people are getting the vaccine and other countries are going into lockdown again so yeah you know time has passed but like has it has it listeners i am just so jazzed about today's podcast there's it's gonna be crazy crazy it's gonna be crazy it's the end of the inferno we've reached the end of the tunnel and um it could not be more exciting. Well, so let's, where are we? Like, we're still in Cocytus and yeah. we're still in we're the kind really of like deep down there. Hyena. Last yes. time we met Count Ugolina, Ugolino. Yes, who and Ruggiero. was eating the brain of one-time associate Archbishop Ruggieri. And then there was Friar Alberigo. Yes. Who, oh, oh, this was the crazy thing about um his he was actually still alive, but he was in hell and a demon was like puppeteering him on earth. Yes. Isn't that so crazy? So crazy. Um I really love that. And then yeah, I think that circle, the last kind of uh category of sinners that we encountered were people who betrayed their guests, right? Yeah, that's Ptolemaea. Ptolemaea. Yeah. That was that that that's insane. Like I gotta we gotta come back to Canto thirty three. Why? At some point, you know, just are we to allowed like, to do that? Are we allowed to come back? And not to reread it. I just mean like it will come back again in Purgatorio and Paradiso. Mm. But I mean more like I would just love to return to some of the stuff that happened there because it was so gruesome and so dramatic. And oh, and remember the the sinners whose um, tears froze. Oh yeah, the visors. Visors. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so sad and so weird and like you know i oftentimes have wondered if donald trump is actually inhabited by a demon and his soul yeah hell although like, did he betray his own guests i mean i guess he's a hotelier definitely so like he's definitely done some weird shit like what about the golden showers thing was that betraying his guests yeah exactly i or don't the know whole, like, sex tape thing we, we will never know the, oh um, guess what Oh, sorry. So random. My tax return was just accepted. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! Woohoo! This is exciting news in the pandemic. Uh, All right. Do you want to start? Um, Yes, I do. When I open it up. Okay, here I go. Vexilla regis prodeunt inferni, my master said. Closer to us, so now look ahead and see if you can make him out. What does so, that mean? 
Uh, the Banners of the King Advance, which is apparently written by Venantius Fortunatus, the 6th century bishop of Poitiers, or Poitiers, this hymn belongs to the liturgy of the church, are here parodied by the addition of the word inferni of hell to the word regis of the king. Sung, I'm just reading the note. Sung on Good Friday, the hymn anticipates the unveiling of the cross. Dante, who began his journey in the evening of Good Friday, is prepared by Virgil's words for the sight of Lucy. Ooh! Oh, spoiler! Spoiler! Okay, let's keep going. Okay. A far-off windmill turning its huge sails when a thick fog begins to settle in, or when the light of day begins to fade, that is what I thought I saw appearing. You saw a wind- you think you saw a windmill? This is very quixotic. Yes, it is. And the gusts of wind it stirred made me shrink back behind my guide, my only means of cover. Okay, Dante, you're such a- Yeah, yeah, such a little- wimpy such a little dweeb Actually, down here speaking of wimpy wimpy is a very very popular burger chain in southern africa for those who are wondering <laughs> you'd be like do you want to go to wimpy and i'd be like wimpy why would you name your business wimpy yeah what it, are you sure is it an english like isn't it, it, it bloop, bloop, bloop. is it it's south english african person? oh okay 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 that's Don't so know. that's you should complain. So random. You should you know how they always have those little slips of paper where you can write things about the Yeah, like, excuse me, why <laughs> is your chain called Wimpy? Okay. Okay. Oh okay. sorry. I was drawing a little picture of Dante cowering, like the little little dweeb he is. A brilliant is. little little dweeb. Okay. Brilliant dweeb. Down here, I stood on souls fixed under ice. I tremble as I put this into verse. To me, they looked like straws worked into glass. Hmm. Okay, just to clarify, straws meaning like straw, not like the straws that you would get in your Coke at Wimpy. Yeah, I was just like wondering <laughs> if they had that. <laughs> like, did they use straws? Actually, that might be an did they? Because, like, straw? I feel like it's one of those things that came from China. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, paper. Maybe. Like, all of the best shit came from China in the Middle Ages. So true. Oh, have you seen that James Bond movie where he's um, trying to hide from some kind of attacker, and so he goes under the water, and then he breathes in and out through a reed? Do you know what I'm talking no. about? Yeah, because, like, reeds have hollow insides, so you can actually use them as oh, straws. Oh, yeah. Maybe they did that. Maybe. You know, just I'm looking it up and all I can get is how to get straw in some video game called Medieval Dynasty. Ugh. I don't know. Drinking straw. Okay, you can keep going. I'm just keeping researching. Oh, oh my god, you're so right. The first known straws were made by the Sumerians yes. and were used for drinking beer. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Was it because they didn't want their teeth to get corroded? No, to avoid the solid byproducts of fermentation that sank to the bottom. Ew. So, <laughs> sorry, it's not from China, but hmm. the Chinese had all those other great inventions, so it's okay. They did. Some okay. lying flat, some perpendicular, either with their heads up or their feet, and some bent head to foot, shaped like a bow. So he's walking basically across an ice rink with all these people frozen under him, right? Yeah. Just like that. When we had moved far enough along the way that my master thought the time had come to show me the creature who was once so beautiful, he stepped aside and stopping me announced, 
This is he. This is Dis. This is the place that calls for all the courage you have in you. How chilled and nerveless, reader, I felt then. Do not ask me. I cannot write about it. There are no words to tell you how I felt. I did not die. I was not living either. Try to imagine, if you can imagine, me there, deprived of life and death at once. Whoa. Damn. That's kind of how I felt yesterday writing my final paper. I was like, I'm neither alive, but like being dead might be... Actually, I'm not going to say that. That's not nice. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, the king of the vast kingdom of all grief stuck out with half his chest above the ice. My height is closer to the height of the giants than theirs is to the length of his great arms. Consider now how large all of him was, this body in proportion to his arms. Okay, I'm considering it. I have, I've considered it, and my, I have no thoughts. Okay. So. <laughs> if once he was as fair as now he's foul... All right, nice Shakespearean reference there. And Is dared, it? well, I mean, it's Musa, I'm sure, referencing Shakespeare rather which, than Dante. Which, um, which Shakespeare? Uh, Macbeth, fair is foul and foul is fair. Oh. It's like one of the things that the witches say at the beginning. Oh. Um, and dared to raise his brows against his maker. It is fitting that all grief should spring from him. Oh, how amazed I was when I looked up and saw a head, one head wearing three faces. Hmm. Weird. It's Cerberus, guys. Mm. It's Cerberus. One was in front. Wait, is it? No. Oh, (laughs) I thought we already met Cerberus. Don't you know who this is? Yeah, I know. I read the note. Okay, okay. I'm trying not to spoil it for the listeners because they're all (laughs) listening with bated breath. The quote-unquote listeners. One was in front, and that was a bright red. The other two attached themselves to this one, just above the middle of each shoulder, and at the crown all three were joined in one. The right face was a blend of white and yellow, the left the color of those people's skin who live along the river Nile's descent. Beneath each face two mighty wings stretched out, the the size you might expect of this huge bird. I never saw a ship with larger sails, not feathered wings, but rather like the ones a bat would have. He flapped them constantly, keeping three winds continuously in motion to lock Cockatus eternally in ice. He wept from his six eyes, and down three chins were dripping tears all mixed with bloody slaver. Oh my god. Wow. I'm trying to capture this in my cartoon, and it's really kind of a complicated logistical so okay so he has three heads no three faces on one head three faces on one head the one that's facing us is bright red and then the right face is a blend of white and yellow and the left hand face is like a dark brown color i guess right um but so so he so this is this is the devil everyone this is lucifer it's lucifer Um, <laughs> Why? So he was he supposed to have been a really beautiful angel before he fell to yeah fell out of grace. He was the morning star 
Okay. Lucifer Morningstar is the name of this character when he comes up to Earth to start a nightclub in the television show <laughs> Lucifer, which my mom what? loves. You've watched yes. that? Uh, I did watch it with my mom. Mom, if you're listening to this, <laughs> congratulations, it made it into the podcast. <laughs> Amazing. Why do you um, think? It's really great. It's a great show, actually. The guy who mm. plays Lucifer is so hot and also is a great singer. Who would have known? Wow. Wait, is it a musical? Kind of like Kind Calavant? of. Have you watched uh, Calavant? You no, must. is that the new one? No, 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 no. Calavant it's is old. A, it's, I can't even talk it's about Calavant because you... it's so stupid. Okay. It's the one I said new. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but it has a lot of like kind of, it like Weird Al Yankovic is in it. It's like really dumb. Oh my God, I love it. Did you know I went to a concert of his once? What? Weird Al, yeah. Where? In Santa Fe. When? Oh my god! That's uh, in so, 2018, that is like that it totally was so is. great. <laughs> wow! It was such a good concert, and he—he, he, do you know his song Albuquerque? No. It's 10 minutes long, and most of the song is just him saying Albuquerque, and it's really, really silly and just so fun. Okay, moving on back to the devil. Back to the <laughs> devil, who is not Weird Al Yankovic, for all those who are wondering. Um, why do you think? I haven't read the note yet, but like, what do you think about these colors? The red and then the yellow and then the black. Um, the red reminds me of Ruby Conte and the black reminds me of Malakota. So, AKA bad booty. I mean, there are really strong associations with like colors in medieval thought, but I don't know what these particular colors connote. Hmm. And also, like, later that those same color associations get brought into alchemy. So, like, and we have a lot of them. I mean, the things we think about with red, like, blood or, like, sacrifice. Like, red is often associated also with, like, Jesus. Hmm. Like, the blood of Christ, kind of, like, um, the stigmata, the sacrifice, eternal life, etc. So, like, you know... um, you know at Easter when yeah. they like hang those banners outside of churches? Mm-hmm. There's like the red banner and then the purple banner. Mm-hmm. Those are like, mm-hmm. those are still like outgrowths of the same like color thing. But should we read the note about what they actually mean? I never knew Wait, that. That's so interesting. I don't see a note about this. Oh no, it's on the previous page. Well, it says the colors of the three faces, red, yellow, and black, are probably antithetically analogous to the qualities attributed to the Trinity. See Canto 3, 5 through 6. Mm-hmm. Oh. What happened? Let's all look, because I have that. Highest wisdom would be opposed by ignorance, black. Divine omnipotence by impotence, yellow. And primal love by hatred or envy, red. That's so interesting, because red is often associated with, like, Jesus Christ's blood and like that is love, you know. Yeah. Even the way we like see like Valentine's Day, that comes out of the same oh, tradition. Oh, interesting. Hmm. I, I don't wouldn't know. have thought. What happened in Canto Three? Well, in Canto Three, remember that's where the um, was that all the arch. ladies? Well, Canto. Oh, three... the arch. That was like the sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canto threw three me a... the way into the grieving city. Yes. Um, Hi, okay, divine power made me highest wisdom and primal love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Divine omnipotence, highest wisdom and primal love are respectively the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think Canto Three was all about the people chasing the banners, right? The the and then Charon like whacking yeah, that's people what I on thought. the butt with his paddle. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So did wait, Lucifer no, actually? Oh, go ahead. Oh, wait, okay, so the Durling Martinez has a different note than the Musa. Yeah, okay, this is what I was thinking. All three colors... Um, all three are related to the crucified Christ, the crimson to his blood, mm-hmm. the off-white to his flesh, the black to his bruises. So oh. Frachero showed that Dante is drawing here on a well-established tradition of the devil on the cross. What? What's that? This is this that makes more sense to me than the kind of like colors associated with the divine trinity. Although that also I mean, both can definitely be true. Mm-hmm. Like, but it makes more sense to me that these are colors associated with because like the devil is the opposite of Jesus. Like the okay. devil is what consigns the human soul to eternal suffering and sin. Which is why it's so interesting here that he's like also suffering himself, kind of. Huh um but but wait so so you said that this is associated with christ on the cross so crimson is blood black is bruises yeah. and yellow is skin but so was lucifer crucified well the devil on the cross is like this um this like idea that the devil i think that the devil is like eternally punished for what he did to he's like if jesus jesus was crucified but Jesus like saved mankind and the devil is crucified because he didn't save mankind. Oh. Like the devil is the one who like doomed mankind to original sin back in the garden of Eden. Hmm. Okay. So was he, so is there like a medieval belief that he was actually put up on a cross and nailed to it? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think he's on a cross here. But... I'm looking this up now, but it could also be, it could be crucified in a, in a more metaphorical sense. I guess. Yeah. Here, or like that the, the devil that the devil is basically like oh, the Gesta Romanorum. Here. Now this is coming up. Hmm. One second. Now I'm looking this up. Listeners, um, this is the last canto that we may be not prepared for. <laughs> we might be preparing next time we will have to see will we actually and listeners we may or may not have guests in purgatorio but if the guests do come they have to abide by our process which is no process which is no process um well as lucy looks that up I will entertain you all with a fun little ditty. Well, we should just keep reading. Okay, here's what I... (laughs) Basically, the devil on the cross seems to be, like, a visual thing of putting the devil in a similar position to Jesus to punish him for... Hmm. So, like, putting, like, nails through his fingers and stuff like that. Hmm. Um... But I haven't been able to find something really... I was looking up Diabolo, Diabolus in Patibulo, but... Okay. Interesting. I don't know. Also, I was... So, one thing... Another thing I was want, wanted to ask you, Lucy, is um, the association between the devil and bats. Okay, hmm. listeners, I just watched the episode... Uh, one, season five of Buffy the Vampire Slayer last night. It is an amazing <laughs> show. We stand it. Okay. It... 
is kind of problematic in ways, but like it's that isn't another discussion. But in episode five of Buffy, well, maybe I shouldn't tell you in case you watch it. It's, it's okay. You can just so tell me. Funny and so campy. Okay, so Dracula shows up, which is hilarious, oh, shit. and he turns into a bat. Because remember how Dracula's whole thing? Yeah, is the whole bat like, thing. He's like, as opposed to all the other vampires, he like lives in a beautiful castle and he seduces women and he turns into a bat. So here, um, I was just wondering if the kind of demonic association of bat wings with Lucifer, like where that comes from, like is that in the Bible or so, is it a medieval idea? Well, yeah, it does evolve in the medieval period. Um, basically, there's this thing that happens. So basically, in the Old Testament, the devil, you probably know this, the devil in the Old Testament is not really Satan or like Lucifer yeah. in the same way. It's like shaitan, which means which means adversary. So like the enemy of God or like, or mm. even someone who works for God, but like kind of plays devil's advocate, as it were. Oh, um, devil's advocate. God, I never I don't really that. think that's I don't really think it's it might be be related, but like I was mostly just using it as a joke. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I can be a little but slow basically sometimes. the first so the, the reason that it happens in the reason that it happens in the medieval period that the old that like in New Testament then the devil is like hunting people and like trying to get people to do evil shit. Right. And he's like alone with Jesus in the desert. He tempts Jesus to like go live his own life, however, oh you, God, whatever you think right. they talk about. Yeah. So by the time you get the New Testament, the devil is like a, a different character, basically. But then okay. the reason that this, the, the image of the devil changes so drastically in the medieval period is because when the, the Latin translation of the Bible came out, <laughs> was released. Mm-hmm hot new release so hot basically release. Like, jk rowling was there signing copies when they're do- basically when so the old testament's written in hebrew the new testament's written in greek for the most part and they're both translated into latin in the fourth century i think mm. look this up i don't know but this thing that's called the vulgate which is this latin bible translates makes like some translation um choices that make it seem as if those two characters are the same. So you start getting like this one devil character throughout oh. the whole Bible. It's part of this whole like Christian doctrine of reading the Old Testament as the, as though it's like yeah, yeah, saying yeah. that it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then there's this whole other thing where this other guy, this is all from, okay, I used to have a bike named Satan, <laughs> which is not relevant to this, except that I read a lot of things about Satan while I was riding this horrible bike. You did? Um, I didn't know yeah, you were I was, like, doing research on well, your there's bike. There's this scene. amazing book by Elaine Pagels about Satan that I like hmm. have basically paged through, but not really. Elaine, if you're listening to this, you're amazing. Not you, Elaine. Other Elaine. Well, you're okay, also amazing. I guess I'm not amazing. Whatever. Okay. But basically, there was this whole other thing where, like, have you heard of, like, Beelzebub? Yeah. Yeah, so Beelzebub is this, like, ancient other god who then is associated with, with bats and flies. Okay. And so... Beelzebub starts becoming um, part of the devil legend as well. And that's where you get the bat stuff. Wasn't Beelzebub the name of your cat? My boyfriend's mom's cat is named Booby, but I believe that is short for Beelzebub. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, interesting. Um, In the Old Testament, in the Hebrew Bible, could like Shaitan or that, whatever that figure is, also be sort of like an adversarial god that came out of like older Mesopotamian 
and um, like other ancient civilizations kinds of myths in which there was a polytheistic world and you have like good gods versus bad gods. Is that the idea? Well, yeah, basically in the book of Job, there are really only a couple places in the Old Testament where like the devil, as we would recognize him, like comes out. So there's like the Garden of Eden thing where it's the serpent, which then becomes like people are like, oh, well, the serpent was actually the devil. Whereas in the first tradition, it's like literally just the serpent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which has legs. Mm-hmm. It's it's Mushu, it's, exactly. It's but um, then uh, in the book of Job, the adversary is like on earth making people do bad things and that's kind of like so yeah i think it does come come out of this kind of um manichaean duality of like Mm -hmm. if you have an all-powerful good god you also will have an all-powerful bad god and judaism was really weird for ancient mesopotamian and like middle eastern religions in that it didn't have like an ancient old big bad god right it just had this like not even good God, just this powerful God. And yeah, so right. it would make sense that like in that tradition that um, there would also be like this impulse literarily to like make a bad guy out of nothing or mm-hmm. out of like drawing on the same kinds of traditions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Listeners, isn't Lucy smart? I just love being her friend. Haven't I just read lots of <gasps> weird articles on the internet? Ha ha ha. <laughs> I like being your friend too. Aww. Okay. Um. That was sweet. Okay. That was sweet. Moving on. No, I'm kidding. Moving on. <laughs> Should we? Wait, just where were we? Okay, so how, basically, like, be friends. <laughs> we love yeah. each other. That's all we're doing <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> Oh, um, oh, also, sorry, while I was Googling the devil in, on the cross thing, I found this amazing, okay, Eric Wade, who's one of my favorite medievalists on Twitter, has this amazing thread about how medieval devils have faces on their butts what? and their knees and their, <laughs> like, genital areas. And he's, oh. I think this actually might be relevant here because of the multiple face thing that's going on. What's but he's saying name? that it's Eric. Eric Wade with a K. Eric with okay. a K. He's so cool. And he, um, it's just a really fun thread about where he like cites all these manuscripts but he's saying like it's partly about like the the butt is like the butt of the body the bad part and it's like down and it's away from god whereas the face Mm -hmm. is like towards god and so to like put to like put those in different places is like an affront to god oh interesting it's like disorder it's totally like and that's oh actually that actually makes a lot more sense when you think about the the sin like he okay this thread is so great i'm just gonna send it to you but he basically like is saying like sin one of the reasons that like in dante so many sinners are shown like upside down which has been a big theme Mm -hmm. or like facing different ways is because like being like facing away from god is basically what you're doing when you sin you're like not letting god see you you're not letting god uh like direct Mm -hmm. you and you're not following god like you're literally looking down like you're letting your penis or your butt or your (laughs) stomach like rule you instead of god i mean my penis my butt and my stomach all rule me anytime i tie my shoes and look down so i know that feeling (laughs) yeah basically we have to look up at all times (laughs) do not oh yeah this is a great woodcut from 1493, which represents vanity as a woman looking at herself in the mirror and seeing the devil's anus. 
Oh wow. my god! So great. Did you did you send it to me? Oh no, I forgot. I was oh, too busy reading it. Oh my I'll god. send it to you. Imagine we should keep reading. Ima- yeah, but like, imagine if you woke up in the morning and you went to brush your hair and then you just saw a big butthole in the mirror. Like, yeah, I mean, face. if I had seen that, would I say that on air? <laughs> <laughs> it really, it really gives new oh. credence to this thing I developed with my best friend from childhood, where we were like butt face is the worst word in the world it's like before we learned about curse words we were like butt face butt face face. and now like it actually kind of is the worst word in the world wait this is is the worst word in the world because it's about like facing away from god and goodness it totally is and look at all these devils who have chicken feet and then like weird crocs like they have a face yeah because they're being ruled by their dicks (laughs) There's definitely some feminist potential here. Oh, for sure. Oh, wow. Wait, are these two people having sex and then the devil is, like, uncovering them? Which one? The third. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And look at the devil's crotch. It's another face. Damn. Yeah. Okay, listeners, this is an amazing So crazy. I love this. I love this, too. What's happening in the fourth image? Let's see uh bad priorities ordered oh yeah oh interesting and all their nipples look like eyes right god i love it and they all have weird because what doesn't that come from that like mistranslation about moses with the shiny head well that's like the anti-semitic thing but it's also from like the ancient ancient greek like fertility deities right Wow. And also not just Greek, like other ones too. This, I really need okay, to get this, this book about Satan. Is, I think it would be really good. Me too. I'm so obsessed with how they have faces on their knees and their crotches. Maybe okay, for my Bible reading or... group. Yeah, wait. So what happens with Dracula? Does he like... Oh, he like gets killed by Buffy. But he's like oh. incredible and he flies around like a bat and he tries to seduce her by like biting her. Oh, I guess her name is the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I should have seen that coming. Does she ever become a vampire? Unclear. I don't know. Why is she a vampire slayer? You should watch it, Lucy. It's so, it's like Buffy, and Buffy studies is a thing that exists at multiple universities. Because it's basically like the beginning, or it's it's basically like Twilight, but of the 90s. And it was mm. the first show to actually include um, two women like kissing on air on mainstream TV. Oh, yeah, you said that. So it's And it like is sort of progressive in one way. Like it has a woman who's the main character and who's really badass and like kills all these vampires. But then it also has a lot, a lot of other like very not progressive elements. And it's also just campy and fun. And the prosthetics are amazing. And like usually, but well, I don't just... understand why she gets chosen to to kill vampires. Is no, she like genetically is modified? Oh, does she even know? know? Okay, fine. I won't. I won't make you spoil it. I won't spoil it for our listeners. I will spoil it okay. later if you want because I love spoiling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> listeners, I was often I was ridiculed often for my spoiling techniques. Okay, the reason that I'm so adverse to spoiling is because of this same friend with whom I decided that buttface was the worst word in the world, and I accidentally <laughs> spoiled part of a Harry Potter book for her, and sh- I think she never forgave me. What? I really okay. think that she never did. She's a buttface, so that's why. Oh okay. No, she's so great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so sad now. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Okay, back to the devil. <laughs> yeah, back to the divine comedy. <laughs> okay, um... 
so he's there and he's like, am I even alive? I don't know. What the fuck? And he's locked in ice and he's flipping, flapping his six bat wings around. And there's winds. And there's winds. winds. of ice yeah. that come from each wing. Okay, basically my drawing looks like um, someone with three faces, that's true, like spurting out water and having huge like holly leaves flapping around because I didn't know how to draw a bat wing. <laughs> It kind of looks like a Christmas pageant, like, gone wrong. (laughs) You send a picture. Okay, I would like to point out an inconsistency with the laws of physics, okay, here in hell, which is that if you have a lot, if you have something creating kinetic energy, like flapping of wings. Yeah, how is it cold? Yeah, how is it cold? Okay, people, I live with a physics PhD student at UChicago, and I know things. So, oh my god, I just told our listeners where I go to school. We have to edit that out. We have to edit that out. <laughs> okay, should we continue? Yeah. All I, I, I just was reading, so. Oh, okay. Um, sorry, I'm just going back to my phone. Okay, okay, where were we? We were um, on line three, I think. Slaver. All right. Oh, in each of his three mouths. Okay, so we've got the three, six eyes. Three chins, dripping tears, blah, blah, blah. Six wings. In each of his three mouths, he crunched a sinner. Oh, God. God. With teeth like those that rake the hemp and flax, keeping three sinners constantly in pain. Okay. Okay, who are going to be the sinners? I mean, Pope Bonyface, good candidate, in my opinion. Dante hated him. Um, But we already saw him. His face was being shoved up in someone's butt. Maybe he could be in here twice because, like, if you're a shade, can you? I mean, there's like there's no rules about only having one body, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Also, maybe Donald Trump will be in here. Let's let's read on to see. Okay, the one in front. Actually, do you want to go on? No, no. The one in front. The biting he endured was nothing like the clawing that he took. Sometimes his back was raked clean of its skin. And then does it grow back like uh, Prometheus? Presumably. The soul up there who suffers most of all, my guide explained, is Judas Iscariot. Finally, we got to this bitch. The one with the head. Oh, the betrayer of Christ. Yes. With the the rooster. Of Christ. Of Christ. Christ. What did I say? <laughs> you said Christ. Of Christ. That is my Lord and Savior. Christ. Yes. Christ. Yeah. He, he betrays Christ. And the way he does it is in this garden. With the roosters. Right. What? No, that's Peter. Oh. Well, yeah. By the time the rooster crows three times, you will have betrayed me three times. Right. Um, But, like, he goes to the garden and he kisses Jesus. And that's the signal to the Pharisees to arrest that person that he kisses. Mm, so, okay. Um, the one with head inside and legs out kicking. So that's Judas. As for the other two whose heads stick out, the one who hangs from the black face is Brutus. See how he squirms in silent desperation. Okay. Who's Brutus? I, is it Brutus oh. the murderer of Julius Caesar? Yes. Surely he would be a sower of schism. Marcus Brutus, who was deceitfully persuaded by Cassius to join the conspiracy, aided in the assassination of Julius Caesar. He committed treacherous acts against divine and worldly authorities, the church and the Roman Empire. This is the culmination. Okay, Brutus, though? How can you, how can you, okay, but, like, the church wasn't even a thing when he did this. Like, 
I know. Julius Caesar was before Jesus was born. This is such bullshit. Hmm. Okay, fine. Wait, wasn't Jesus... Oh, 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 I see. Augustus Caesar is the successor of Julius Caesar after these horrible wars. But so when was when did when was Julius Caesar around? Uh, around fifty BC. Oh, is so when before he that. conquers Gaul. So and he's murdered in like forty two. Let me look this up. Julius Caesar murder. So forty four is- BC. Okay, so I was close. So why does Dante think Julius Caesar is a good guy? Because like, Dante is a total imperialist. Just because he was Holy Roman Emperor? That's why he thinks he's so great? Well, he wasn't Holy Roman Emperor, but but he was Roman Emperor. And eventually the Roman Emperors are the ones that, like, legitimize Christianity. So, and Dante Mm. is also, keep in mind, like, Virgil. Virgil is writing during the time of Augustus. Virgil is basically alive, like, almost at the same time as Jesus. Hmm. So, basically, the Roman Empire brings together these two themes that I mean, this is me just spitballing, but like that Dante has been dealing with this whole time, which is trying to integrate the appreciation of classical literature, which was regarded as mostly secular because mm. of it, the fact that it didn't have Jesus in it. And then a ro- like a, a, a Christian worldview. So like mm. he's being guided through God's hell by Virgil, who's like this secular poet. Yes, um, totally. So I think it makes sense that the murderers of Julius Caesar would be here, but I'm kind of like a little, it's a little inconsistent, don't you think? I mean, yeah. are they supposed to be betrayers? That's So it's like, you've got the betrayer of Jesus, the, the betrayer, betrayer of Julius Caesar. Caesar, which kind of, oh, actually this relates to, um, remember when we went to Chatsworth House and we saw, we were trying to decode that ceiling painting that was so oh, intense yeah. with all the gods. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. which God is that? Look at your Dolaire's book. And then I was feeling really <laughs> annoying to you, but we figured out based on the all of the symbols that it was the apotheosis of Julius Caesar. Oh, we're right, right, yeah. So Julius Caesar, in becoming a god, is also very much a Jesus figure. He's like a martyr. He like is worshipped widely through the Roman Empire, hmm. um, kind of like Augustus is afterwards. And fun fact, in Rick Riordan's follow-up series to the Percy Jackson series, various Roman emperors have actually become gods, which I think is a clever way of bringing this in, but not these two. It's Nero, Caligula, and, like, some rando. Huh. Um, I forgot forgot about that, but you're so right. Yeah. Maybe he does, he's, like, a quasi-god. Kind of. And he's, like, the fact that this is all happening around the same time, like, one at some point, maybe in our Bible reading group, which readers, you, I mean, listeners, you will not get to listen to because it's exclusive. But <laughs> I really want to think about like, okay, it's kind of crazy. Like, is the reason that so much happened during that like hundred year period between like Julius Caesar, yeah, Augustus Caesar, Jesus, Jesus. like Virgil, Ovid, I mean. In on the one hand, like it's crazy that they all happened at the same time, but of course they did because they're all important and therefore they amplify other things that were important around the same time as them. Mm-hmm. And our whole the like Western worldview like kind of has this like huge like landmark series of events in that time. So if it's kind of this like self fulfilling prophecy that they'll be important, you know? Yeah, I see what you're saying. That would be interesting to explore. We should definitely explore that in our very yeah. very exclusive reading group. 
so exclusive. Okay, so basically we've got the devil who has three faces. The mm-hmm. black face, that is like the color black, not black, the yes. people that we know today. Um, that face is crunching up Brutus. Then the middle face, which is red, is crunching up Judas. Judas. And then I assume that the other face, which is yellow and white, yeah, and represents Jesus' body, is crunching up Cassius. Yeah, I don't think we've read that yet, though. Okay, sorry. Do you want to go on? Yeah. The other one is Cassius. He still looks yep. sturdy. Listeners, it says Caius Cassius Longinus was another member of the conspiracy against Caesar. A Caesar. <laughs> but, <laughs> but soon it will be night. Now is the time to leave this place, for we have seen it all. Um, so this is Virgil talking, right? Wow. Yeah. Have they, though? I mean, who knows? So it's the night of Easter Sunday? Or sorry, it's the night before Easter, right? I forget how, like, is time... it? Wait, so they go down on Good Friday night. Then he was like, it's midnight. Ha ha ha. Yeah. And then it now is the day of the days that Jesus was dead, right? I think so. So I think Easter Sunday is tomorrow. But I don't know. Let's Let's read on. Maybe we'll find out. I held on to his neck as he told me to, while he watched and waited for the time and place. Oh, can you hear me? While he watched and waited for the time and place, and when the wings were stretched out just enough, he grabbed onto the shaggy sides of Satan. Then downward, tuft by tuft, he made his way between the tangled hair and frozen crust. What? They climb on Satan's body? Yeah. Satan's kind of like Bigfoot. It's interesting that Satan is so hairy. Like, he's kind of depicted in this animalistic way where he has like a really shaggy, hairy coat of fur. Wait, they're like def- they're like literally just climbing down towards Satan's penis. Um, yeah. Actually, no though, because isn't Satan frozen in ice up until his halfway? Yeah, actually yes? true. So yeah, but I like they're going down exactly. To oh, sorry, I read ahead. Okay, do you want to do you want to go? When we had reached the point exactly where the thigh begins, right Ooh. at the haunch's curve. Okay. My guide, with strain and force of every muscle, oh, I guess he's kind of strong, turned his head toward the shaggy shanks of Dis and grabbed the hair. Okay, so they're climbing down his, like, chest hair? No, I think they're at his waist, right? Uh, yeah, but, like, hair? At the curve like, of his kind of back? They're, like, near his butt. Oh, they're on his back. They're on okay. his back butt His area. hairy back. Okay. Grabbed the hair as if about to climb. I thought that we were heading back to hell. Hold tight. There is no other way, he said, panting, exhausted. Only by these stairs can we leave behind the evil we had seen. Oh, so they're going up. I'm so confused. I want to see if Gabriel Doré has an illustration of this. Do you want to keep reading while I look this up? When he had got me through the rocky crevice, he raised me to its edge and set me down. Then carefully he climbed and joined me there. I raised my eyes, expecting I would see the half of Lucifer I saw before. Instead, I saw his two legs stretching upward. If at that sight I found myself confused, so will those simple-minded folk who still don't see what point it was I must have passed. Get up, my master said. Get to your feet. The way is long, the road a rough climb up. Already the sun approaches middle tears. Oh, so so remember in the Pirates of the Caribbean, 
where at the end of the day, the world reverses. <laughs> I think that's like kind of what's happening here. Mm. Like they climb because they go down, 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 down. And once they get to the, his like kind of halfway point of his haunch, then like uh-huh. things change. Then the world then... becomes. So basically once they reach the surface of the ice that he's like. Yeah, that he's in. like frozen in. Things start going up again. Things start going up again. But I don't really get where then the ice... I don't get how that works, but I don't know. Maybe I'm one of the simple-minded folk, so... Okay, so basically, there's another Pirates of the Caribbean thing going on. Amazing. It was no palace promenade we came to, but rather like some dungeon nature built. It was paved with broken stone and poorly lit. Before we start to struggle out of here, oh master, I said when I was on my feet, I wish you would explain some things to me. Dante, you're finally asking the questions we actually want to know. Like, get out of here. Where is the ice? (laughs) And how can he be lodged upside down? And how, in so little time, could the sun go all the way from night to day? Okay, Mm -hmm. so he's really confused, just like us. So time passes quicker when you're in the center of the world? Because they're, like, at the center of the Earth right now, or in Dante's memory. Oh, the note says, it's the result of the travelers having passed the Earth's center, thus moving into the southern hemisphere, which is 12 hours ahead of the northern. Is that actually real? But, no, but okay. No. I mean, it's not how modern time zones work, but they didn't have those. Right. Okay. So it's kind of like a really intense daylight savings. So, yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean, though, all the way. Yeah, Um, totally. You think you're still on the center's other side, he said, where I first grabbed the hairy worm of rottenness that pierces the Earth's core. Is that Satan's penis? Ew. Do you Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe maybe the hairy worm is, like, referring to the whole... Although maybe it is. I don't know. I think the hairy worm of rottenness is Satan, not his penis, but it includes his penis. It's quite evocative, though. It's God, my weird Christmas rendering of him is really disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. And you were there as long as I moved downward. But when I turned myself, you passed the point to which all weight from every part is drawn. Now you are standing beneath the hemisphere, which is opposite the side, covered by land. Where at the central point was sacrificed the man whose birth and life were free of sin. You have so both Jesus. so Jesus. You have both feet upon a little sphere whose other side Judeca occupies. So Jerusalem? Where it is morning mm-hmm. here, there it is evening. And he whose Wait, hair no, Judeca Judeca is the part of hell we were just in. Oh. Because it's where Judas is. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, not Judea. No. Um, and he whose hairs were stairs for our descent has not changed his position since his fall. That's crazy. I okay, think- but if he hasn't changed his position since his fall, how could he go back up and t- like torment Jesus during the 40 days in the wilderness? Hello? Hello? Inconsistency plot hole alert. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't really get what happened to the ice. Like, where did the rocky cavern come from? I think they're, like, basically on the other side of the ice now. Okay. But how did that happen? CGI, Elaine, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Excuse me. Okay, do you want to go? Um. Yeah, sure. When it is morning here. Oh, no, sorry. When he fell, the devil, from the heavens on this side, all the land that once was spread out here, alarmed by his plunge, took cover beneath the sea and moved to our hemisphere. It's like, get out of the way! Help! Mm. Satan's butt is here! <laughs> With equal fear, the, oh my god, they actually are fearful. The land is fearful. The mountain land piled up on this side fled and made this cavern here when it rushed upward so this is the this okay, is when... this is a really intense geographic i need to see if darling martinez has a picture i need I, a little diagram well, i think what, i think what happened was that when lucifer went into hell he basically pushed out this cone-like um hole into the earth and then that cone-like hole becomes the mass of mount purgatory mm. yes i think that's true he like pushed yeah so he basically like displaced all the land that was all of the land that was on this side of the world went to make the stuff we live on yeah but then all of the stuff that was in the bottom of this world like went out the other side like a horrible poop yeah 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 exactly and that's what is the mass i think of purgatory yes i think you're right i think you're correct um okay before below somewhere there is a space as far from Beelzebub as the limit of his tomb. Not known not by sight, but only by the sound of a little stream that makes its way down here through the hollow of a rock that it has worn, gently winding in gradual descent. Lucy, I really could have never become a dentist because like 3D geography holding that in my head is very difficult for like Wait, what does that have to do with dentistry? Because if you're a dentist, you have to be really good at, like, you know those IQ tests where you have to turn shapes around in your head? Oh, you mean they have to use... I think it's not so much dentistry. It's, like, any kind of surgery, but also dental hygienistry. Yeah. Any like, kind you know, of they use a little mirror, and then they have to, like, exactly. do your... Yeah. Mm. I could have never been that. Reflections on the end of the inferno, truly dental. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's where my mind is going to. Think of all the hygienists who have helped me over the years. Did you watch that SNL um, video I sent you? Of Loco? Uh, yeah. Remember at the end? You are just stoned. I'm dentally You're not in a club. Oh my god. Okay, I'm really stupid. So what's My guide and I... Oh, sorry. What's the stream? So basically... It feel, this stream has basically made a path out of here because it's flowing from the other side of the world. Is the stream the, the one of the five rivers of hell? No, I think it's just a little stream. Okay. That seems like very innocent, but... I think it's supposed to be very innocent. Okay. My guide and I entered that hidden road to make our way back up to the bright world. We never thought of resting while we climbed. Yeah, okay, right. well, speak for yourself. You definitely did. Yeah. We climbed, he first and I behind, until through a small round opening ahead of us, I saw the lovely things the heavens hold. And we came out to see once more the stars. Wow. Wow, that kind of recalls Canto 1. Remember how at Canto 1 he's looking at the stars as the day, as the day dawns? Yeah. Mm, that's really beautiful. Oh my god, we just finished the Inferno. Wow. I cannot say that I remember what happened. 
in all of it, but you know oh, what? what happened? We like, yeah, yeah. Wow. We've been on a journey. He's been on a journey. Virgil's been on a journey. Totally. Like, I refuse to believe that Lucifer hasn't moved. I know. If he hasn't moved, then how? Okay. I'm just, there are so many plot holes. So many plot holes. So apparently, um, Milton actually wrote an essay about this canto. And in the essay, he called this canto, like, Dante's biggest disappointment. Because Lucifer doesn't speak. Lucifer is just totally silent. And he's like, oh, this is such a letdown because I really wanted to know what Lucifer would say. And it's really boring that he's not saying anything. Um, Isn't that, though, like kind of how he comes to writing Paradise Lost? I don't know. Maybe. Well, because Paradise Lost is basically like, what would Lucifer say? Paradise Mm -hmm. Lost is just basically like fanfic of the Bible and the Inferno. Because it's basically like, what really happened? And it's like, the devil isn't this weird three-faced guy. He's like, he's like a Byronic hero who Mm. is super hot and... (laughs) Just like Dracula. Yeah, well, now I want to look at Dracula from Buffy. But um, he's basically reimagining, like, what would it be like? This is like, Blake says, I think it's Blake, that Milton was of the devil's party but didn't know it whoa like he basically writes this super no 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 it's not it's not meant to be an insult because basically the devil or like lucifer in paradise lost ends up being this really really complex quite sympathetic character okay who we talked about this though because i'm oh sorry but it's like it's the garden of eden we all know what happens right but basically the devil is like this really complex figure, mm. but Milton thought he was writing like a very Christian tract, but Blake is basically like, yeah, but you're making the devil into like the most humanized character of all of them. Mm. Like Eve is a bimbo, and, which I mean, Blake thought that, but I don't think that. Um, <laughs> I'm a feminist. Yeah, and Adam is a total dolt. Oh, and like yeah. God is kind of a dick and Jesus is the biggest dick of all. Mm. But Milton, like, really believes that he's writing this, like, really deeply Christian book. Interesting. Okay. And in it, the devil speaks. I mean, what do you think about that yeah. criticism, though? Like, do you think that... this that... is a letdown? Yeah, do you think it's a letdown? Oh, okay, I'm violent? just saying it's hard to talk when you have someone in your mouth. <laughs> I mean, Like, true. what was and he as, expecting? Like... As a person that has people in my mouth a lot? Oh, that's it. <laughs> oh. my God. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, do you want to finish that sentence, Elaine? I do not. I really don't. And I you okay, know... but think about it like this. Like if you had a very small person in your mouth. Uh. <laughs> we oh god. <laughs> no, I mean you can't have God in your mouth. I mean, who's to say? What happens between? That's so bad. (laughs) It's a personal relationship with God. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. We are. I'm a Protestant. (laughs) Yeah. We are. We are definitely. I don't need a priest to come between me and God. This is so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So here's. I'm gonna send you a picture of my drawing of Satan. Your mistletoe, Satan. So you can see. Yay. What the fuck is going on with them? Because um. 
basically okay so there's a lot of crunching noises that's a big part of it <laughs> yeah satan is a messy eater he is a messy eater it's but also okay just on a ser- more serious note though like i kind of think it's interesting because that satan doesn't talk because it it's sort of like speech is a uniquely human thing it's like a privilege mm. of being human that you're able to talk and it would really suck but- if you oh my god <laughs> Did you just get it? <laughs> Listeners, this is insane. <laughs> okay. You did all good job now holding my now hold my neck. <laughs> well he says hold my neck. Ice winds crunch crunch. <laughs> Lucifer. Okay, so of... Wow. This is I amazing. do think that it's significant that he doesn't talk, but think about it this way. Or, like, okay. one other way of thinking about it would be, what if Dante, the poet, is afraid of having the devil talk because the devil is so persuasive mm. that he almost got Jesus to go back on his word to God. That's true, who He also actually. is, which, like, fuck Catholic theology. It makes no sense. Makes I'm no such sense. a heretic. I'm sorry. I have blasphemed. <laughs> You're going to be in the but, circle um, of the blasphemers. Yeah. Well... At the end of this, we should really go back and see which circle we'd be in. I know. We definitely aren't on the level of Judas, Cassius, and Brutus. Like, I've betrayed mm-hmm. people before, but I've never betrayed, like, an emperor of any kind. Have you? I mean, not that I know of, but I wouldn't put it past me. So. Yeah, you know, we're young. We have a lot of good betraying years left. <laughs> and a lot of good years to meet emperors. Well, yeah. Doesn't Are does, there actually any emperors? Are there any right contemporary now? emperors? I think Japan still has an emperor, right? Yeah. Didn't he just abdicate in favor of his son? (sighs) I don't know. I mean, you could say that Biden is an emperor if you're going to be lefty like that. Yeah, okay. I mean, I think that's... But we don't call him that. No, we don't. Hmm. I see what you Mm. mean about having the devil speak being kind of a scary thing. I mean, also, remember remember clucking Plutus who said, Pape Satan, Pape Satan, Mm -hmm. Olepe? And how that mm-hmm. was sort of gibberish. Like, I thought it was Pope Satan, Pope Satan, but it's not. Apparently it just means mm-hmm. nothing. I think kind of like, it's it's it would be really horrible to not be able to speak or think, to be able to communicate with other people, and not just because you couldn't, like, say your thoughts, but because you couldn't, con- you can't really, like, that's one way of sort of, I don't know, making yourself, like, available for human relationships. Of course, it's not the only way. There's mm-hmm. people who don't speak who have, like, very meaningful human relationships. But I think, like, Dante is so, like, as a poet, it's kind of, like, speaking and writing and thinking and, like, the the world of words is so important to him. It's, like, the kind of zenith of human, I don't know, flourishing because he's, like, trying to be in this, like, very mm-hmm. erudite tradition. And so he's sort of, like, cutting the devil out of that. By making him silent. It's like the very I also just think like it's Dante is trying his poetic project is to make like the most epic thing that's been written since the Aeneid. Yeah. I think that's pretty clear from the way that he set this up, the way that the the illusions he's using, the fact that he has Virgil as a freaking character. Wild. Like he's he's trying to be really epic. And I think that I just think it's actually scarier in a way for the devil not to speak Hmm. because it leaves it up to your imagination what he would have said Hmm. if he hadn't had his mouth full. Hopefully he would have like put the sinners down before speaking. Mm -hmm. 
because that would have been rude. Mm -hmm. But it just, it also ends up speaking to God's power that the devil can't speak. Like God comes off looking Mm. more powerful because the devil can't unlike so many of others the other sinner like almost every other sinner every other sinner that Dante has tried to talk to has been like yeah like super gabby and and Lucifer is not at all yeah and that's like really threatening but it also like it's yeah it's taking away as you said like this this human element Mm. which isn't the extent of humanity but it is like an important part at least of how Dante conceives of humanity in terms of like what is able to be uttered yeah, totally, totally. And remember, we um, when was it that we like met the tower, the giant? What was his name? The, the the one with the Tower of Babel, who Nimrod? Nimrod yeah, yeah, yeah. Nim- no, 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 Nimrod. I think. Like, I don't know. Like the the Tower of Babel is like one of the first curses or punishments, right? That God puts on the earth in the mm-hmm. Bible for um people for like violence. And so he makes it so that nobody can understand each other. Like there's like, instead of one language, there's all these different ones. So I think Dante might be also playing into that. Like, you know, at the, at the sort of, um, in the depths of like despair and loss and hopelessness, like you lose Mm. the ability to communicate. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Just one reading. Also, it's just like, what are you going to really have him say? Like, I know exactly. What would he say? Like, (laughs) yeah, like. How dare you approach? Like, it would actually make him seem weak. So I have to say I disagree with Milton on this one, but I'm also happy that Milton was so pissed mm-hmm. because Paradise Lost is awesome. I've never read it, and I really want to. Oh, my friend Aaron wants to do a reading group on it. Oh, really? I would totally want to read that. it. Maybe I I'll try to integrate it into my Bible group. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Wow, listeners, I'm just so I'm just so jazzed that we have done the Inferno all the way through. I know. I feel like so I've crazy. learned so much about Dante and about this time period. And, and about you. Humanity and about Lucy. <laughs> and about me. <laughs> the other Lucifer. Um, and yeah, lol. It's just, I don't know. It's just, like, really cool. Yeah, it's cool. Um, We are going on, though. We are We going are on. definitely continuing and so is the COVID-19 pandemic unfortunately so (laughs) there's no real reason to stop right um also because otherwise the title of our podcast would be a total lie I know we didn't think of that when we named it that way but yeah we didn't have to finish it we have to finish I do want to finish it because I think like I want to know okay Purgatorio seems to get a kind of bad rap it does but like I've been listening to other podcasts <laughs> about it, and I think it's interesting. I mean, it's it's a little less like wah, but you still need well, it's to less like yeah, controversial. That's why we have to be more controversial. <laughs> Dante is not going to be bringing as much gore and weird shit. Yeah, so. every every week I'm going to come up with like a really right wing talking point from like Tommy Lauren's <laughs> like playbook. And does Tommy Lauren talk about Purgatorio? Um, I don't know, but she should. She's definitely going to hell. She's yeah, hundred um, yeah. percent. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you, listeners, for your attention, your rapt attention, You're and your attention. love. And for those of you who think you deserve a prize, please feel free to email us at. <laughs> decamerona2020 at gmail.com yes yes listeners please do email us we will definitely reply 
We will definitely reply. Well, maybe not us. Maybe, like, the devil. <laughs> That's weird. It's threatening. Okay. okay. Bye! Bye. <laughs>